Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. Fionn Davenport, where are we going so this week? Well, I said before the break that we were going to the second capital of Ireland. And I joked it was Kilkenny, of course, everybody in Cork then, their <laughs> hackles were raised. It's actually, well, no. prepare to have them raised <laughs> Again, <further. laughs> I'm doubling down. It's actually Liverpool. Um, oh, and the yes. joke is more, not in Ireland, the joke is more in England. Liverpool is the second capital of Ireland, just because literally, well... 50% of the city comes from the east of Ireland. There's an interesting split. I've never been there. Have you not? No. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine once compared the city centre of Liverpool to like the Ilac Centre before the Ilac Centre got redone. Yeah, now that's why I have no interest really in going in. So you've got an uphill battle for the next 20 it has, minutes or so. And um, the... The city, there's no doubt, until about maybe 15 <laughs> what years ago. What an awful description of a place. At the start of a travel slot, Fiona, as well. Well, it's, the, it's Liverpool about... City Centre, like the Ilac Centre like before Ilac Centre. they did it up. And um, Liverpool definitely had, for all of its football prowess and, and the Beatles and Echo and the Bunnymen and, and whatever you're having, um, Liverpool definitely was down on its heels for a long, long time and kind of lent into that and kind of had that kind of hard scrabble as like, you know, we're scousers and we don't, you know, and, and it played into that for a long time. And then about maybe 15 or so years ago, Liverpool Council, huge amounts of investment in the city. City is beautiful. Like it's a, like this is a city that w- grew incredibly wealthy on the back of the slave trade. It was part of the triangular slave trade. So mm. Liverpool, Bristol were the two main trading centres and obviously London and to a certain extent Manchester. But Liverpool and Bristol made a ton of money. And so they built these beautiful buildings and the city centre itself is really quite elegant and quite beautiful. But for a hundred years or so, when Liverpool as a port uh, was down on its heels. It kind of lost a lot of that sheen. And so for a long time, it was a byword for kind of yeah, down on its look, kind of big grimy, a bit yeah. grim. The Toxteth riots in 81, people go, all of that is gone. I, I think I think it's a marvellous city. And, and because all of the wealth had been concentrated or was off the back of the slave trade, it, it, does that mean that most of the attractions are concentrated where that Oddly wealth is accumulated yeah, around funny, the docks. They're kind of split between the docks. So Albert Dock, which is one of n- numerous docks that, that is all along the kind of the, the Mersey coastline. Mm. And there's lots of museums or there's at least five that I can think of lined along there. It's got some nice hotels. It's got the Three Graces, you know, the famous buildings that yeah. are looking over the pier. And then just north of there, you've got more docks and then where Everton's new stadium is currently being built, and if I'm not mistaken, will be ready for use either at the beginning of next season, I think. So, I mean, it's all... How far away is that from Goodison Park? Oh, it's, it's that's all... So Goodison Park and Anfield are in... across the way from Stanley Park. So that's in North. Yes. So that's about 45-minute walk okay. from the middle of town, like a 10-minute taxi ride. Yeah. But it's in the north of the city. But the but new stadium is... The new stadium is going to be kind of in the north of the city centre, oh, if wow. that makes sense. All right, okay. Yeah. And it's it's very much kind of... It's going to be... It, and it's going to be a game-changer, certainly for Everton Football Club, in that it's going to be absorbed. And so the experiences of going to the new stadium will be sat alongside the experiences of, of, of the city itself rather than simply flying into Liverpool, 
getting a taxi or a bus or walking up to, out to the suburbs, out to the suburbs, going to your match and then going home. Um, what? So, yeah. So you have asked that. Oh, that's my Siri. <laughs> what did we say there that sounded like Siri that your watch started talking to know. us? Anyway, my Siri is going. I didn't uh, catch that. <laughs> um, and then the rest of the attractions are in in spread around the city centre itself. There's a nightlife section called Rope Walks. And then, of course, there's um, just because there was like four, like just four lads from the city who started a band. I don't know. Anyway, but they, they've dedicated a whole section called the Cavern Quarter. To OK, them. so we're, let's go through then some of the attractions individually, because like I say, you're going to have to sell this to okay, me, Liverpool. So, I, not, not high on my list of cities in the UK and, I'd and like it, to visit. But, but that's uh, so... I was talking to somebody from Visit Manchester and Manchester, which is a bigger city, maybe not in size, but in terms of scope and and wealth, Mm. but only 37 miles apart. Manchester has a similar problem in that they were saying we don't attract other than visiting friends and family or people coming for football. We don't really attract the casual visitor who might go. I'm going to go spend a weekend in Liverpool or, or in Manchester the way I would say, let's go to Amsterdam for the weekend. Yes. And and weirdly enough, now having lived in Manchester for many years and visited Liverpool many, many times, I always find that that's just, it, it's kind of a miss because you can have exactly the same kind of fun, cultural pursuits, nightlife, good restaurants as you would on any kind of mid-sized European city. You can have it in Liverpool. Okay, where do we start? Okay, so let's start with, okay, so the cathedral. Normally, I wouldn't start with the cathedral. So this is England's or Britain's largest church. It's uh, Giles Gilbert Scott, who also did the Southern South Bank Power Station, which is where the Tate Modern is in London. He also invented the red telephone box. (laughs) No way. Yes. How do you invent a red telephone? Or he's just designed, you know, oh, the red, just, yeah. the design of the of the he's classic telephone box. That's Giles Gilbert Brilliant. Scott. So he built. So what does the what does the cathedral look like? It's this kind of neo gothic stunner, and okay. it's massive inside, and it's really really beautiful. Um, for for the during the COVID times, they closed the tower, which you can climb once more. It's it's a beautiful building. Are you are you googling it there? Yeah, Liverpool Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. It's and and you know I, I it's there's a there's a stained glass window with a, a I can't remember what it says but it's Tracy Yemen the 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 award winning artist so she did the stained glass window it's a beautiful space and when you go inside you're really kind of overwhelmed by the sheer breadth and scope of it as I said Britain's largest church yeah and it, I mean it's um, it was built it was only built in 1904 yes. and 1978 yeah, so it's neo-gothic it's yes. a, and then the other one the other biggest so the Catholic so this is the Protestant Cathedral of Liverpool but Liverpool being a hugely Irish city the Catholic Cathedral is also a very distinctive building, if I'm not mistaken, built in the 60s. And it's it's nicknamed Paddy's Wigwam because <laughs> it's designed like a, like a Native American teepee. It's got this kind of rising. Oh, yeah, it does. It kind of looks like a Mormon church you'd find it in does. Utah. Yes, that's actually, you're absolutely correct. So it has that very modern kind of post-war mo- modernist style. Anyway. Um, Paddy's Wigwam, that's a good name. They call it Paddy's Wigwam. Now, the other thing is is the collection of museums in the city, all of which are free to visit and all of which are top class. And depending on your interests, you're going to find something that's okay. going to be. So, there are, so the Walker Art Gallery. Now, again, every big city, Manchester, London, Birmingham, Newcastle, they all have art galleries. This is 
it kind of the foremost national gallery for the, for Northern England, even more so than Manchester. It's got great collection of art. Let's run through it. 14th to 21st century, if that's what you're into. Um, the World Museum. So this is all about natural history, science and technology, everything from live bugs to human anthropology. And so every museum that I mentioned, so they are interesting in and of themselves, but they're so designed as to attract interest in all ages. So they, and and there's something I've noticed in Liverpool, particularly over the last 10 years, is this concerted effort to make all knowledge and all everything accessible to everybody. So there's always something for kids. So let's say you go with your kids, they're going to have a brilliant time. None of it is dry and boring. It's all really well presented. Mm. It's very much in the modern museum or the thinking that runs alongside modern museums. Um, not part of Liverpool Museums is the Western Approaches Museum, if you're into World War II. So in other words, you have to pay into this you one. You have to pay into this one, yes. Yeah. So, so this the, was, the, 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 the city run those other museums, yes. is it effectively? Yeah, whereas this one is a private museum, yeah. but it, it was it was the secret command centre for the Battle of the Atlantic in the basement rooms of Derby House. Anyway, it's known as the Western Approaches, but it's got like the map room, so it's like like, oh, yes. like a real game of risk, you know, yeah. but, but like proper, like, you know, yeah. and it's it's maintained as it was in 1944. Oh, it's pretty good. So you mentioned the, the, the museums. So down on Albert Docks, you've got, I mentioned that Liverpool had made its money on the slave trade. The mm. International Slavery Museum is one of the best museums I've ever been to in my life. Is it? Yes, absolutely extraordinary. Just like people talk about the 9-11 Museum and on the face of it, you think, oh, do we really want to go on holidays and go to a 9-11 Museum it's amazing. or a slavery museum? But the, okay. it's amazing. So this is interesting. It's a, so it tracks the history of slavery from, or certainly from the beginnings of European involvement and it doesn't shirk Liverpool's role in this yeah. at all. It doesn't try and kind of, it doesn't try and finesse it. It kind of, it, it looks square in the face of its own responsibility and says, yes, this is how we made our money. Um, but it goes into, so then there's the last room or or the last floor. There's an exhibit on modern slavery. So the whole thing is both educational and slightly disconcerting as well, because you realise that, it's easy to say that, oh, because Britain banned slavery in 1821 or whatever year it was, is that somehow we don't, ha- we don't have a responsibility today. But the museum looks you square in the face and says, no, modern slavery still exists. And this is how, this is how it is in our world. And I think it's all the more interesting for it. Um, why is it called the Royal Liver Building and not the Royal Liver Building? I don't know why, because I think it was a... Um, so this is one of the three graces, okay? Mm. So the Royal Library Building has got this building 360 and it's it opened for, to the public for the first time in 2019. It's because it was an insurance company. So the Royal Liver Insurance and um, now I don't... Re- and the Liver Bird, which is the symbol of Liverpool and of Liverpool Football Club, that is at the very so top it's, of it. it's more that it should be Liverpool and Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> if the bird is a liver... Yeah. And it's named for that. I guess it could be, yeah. That's yeah. actually a good point. I Liverpool. never thought of it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um so then the Merseyside Maritime Museum is a very good museum if you're interested in, in Liverpool's uh, maritime history. The his the, the city's own history, in the way that the Little Museum of Dublin is excellent here in Dublin. So the Museum of Liverpool is really, really good. And it's it's both popular and and Really accessible. So it's everything. The city's cultural and historical milestones. The railroad, poverty is a big thing. So you have like tenements redone. 
Brookside. I don't know if you ever, do you remember? No, I never watched Brookside. Yeah, so Brookie. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and of course, football and the Beatles. So the two clubs, Liverpool and Everton and the Beatles. All those stories told in really kind of great interactive detail. And are the Beatles uh, and that kind of, that culture, the cultural importance of them, is that kind of ubiquitous all over the city? Uh, yes and no. I mean, Liverpoolians are like, geez, the band broke up 50 years ago. Two of them are dead. You know, three, no, two of them are dead. Yeah. Sorry, George Harrison and John Lennon. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to think. Stars, which which way I was about to say, which one were you, um, were you wondering whether they're still no, but, alive? No, but then you have, like, they wouldn't, it's not as if, like, the city, in the, the city doesn't trade except for the cavern quarter. So where the, so it's, it's like a little cobble street that is just wall to wall Beatles, everything, including the cavern club which isn't in the same location as the original was. They rebuilt it. Like, they rebuilt it to scale, exactly the same across the... Like, literally 10 yards away from where the original was. And you go in, and it's a live venue today, and they have lots of groups and bands, and but, you know, tours. Um, can I just say that the, the, the Anfield... Or the Anfield, the, the, um, the Beatles Museum on Albert Dock is really, really good. Yeah. If you want, but... The thing to do if you really are a Beatles fan, and this I absolutely recommend, is the National Trust tour that goes from the Beatles Museum and it goes to uh, Mendips and 24th Lynn Road, which are the birthplaces of John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And so they grew up in the suburb, in the south Liverpool suburb of Bootle. Mm. And, um, and they lived very close to each other. John Lennon's house is very close to Strawberry Field, which is the old Salvation Army building, which has now been converted into a museum. And, and in between them is the church where the, where the two first met. They played, a, like, I think John Lennon was playing a church fate when he was 15 years old mm. or 16. And, and you can visit all of these things and you can go into their houses and they're so wonderfully ordinary. The two houses, they're just like 70s. And they're probably preserved as well, oh, are they? absolutely. To look as they did in the 60s. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, very 50s much. 50s even. 50s. Yeah. And, and, and for me, like, you know, as a, as a kind of a, a dormant Beatles fan, they're, they're wonderful. And that, that tour is terrific. So that tour, more so than some of the museums, is actually the more best the way be- to get yeah, a sense well, of them the and where they're from. Feels like, the Cameron Quarter is like Temple Bar. It just feels very kind of, yeah. you know. And just, I guess if the, all those other museums are so good and you've gone into them, maybe that's the way to go out and experience the Beatles, to do that tour. Yeah, sorry, did I say Bootle? It's Wooten. Um, it's, and it's, I found it's really, uh, I, I, I loved all that stuff. And particularly the old, and, and in the old churchyard at the back, there is the Rigby's would have been a popular family, judging from the tombstones, there would have been a popular fan, family in this part of, of Liverpool. And so there's the, the tomb is of Eleanor Rigby. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see Eleanor Rigby's tomb. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, what about places to stay, places to eat? Um, yeah, places to stay. So the Hope Street Hotel, I love. And it's this very beautiful kind of Scandi chic hotel. It's not even that expensive. It's like, it's really fancy and elegant, but it's like a hundred quid for a double a night. Um, the Titanic Liverpool is on the docks above the Three Graces and that's a huge, it's an old warehouse converted into a hotel. It's where all the football teams stay when they come to play and it's it's fancy, it's nice enough. But the really, there's an unbelievably elegant B&B. It's only got four rooms but it's one of the most elegant B&Bs I've ever stayed in. It's called Two Blackburn Terrace which is the, the um, the address, and yeah. it's in a converted grade two listed Georgian townhouse. So, like, 
inside the owners have decorated it with elegance and style but also their own peculiar they like music and books and it's just class okay and if you're looking for that little special weekend away I, I highly recommend with it. only four rooms only four so that rooms. may be a case of just uh, booking that and then your flights yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, where to eat? Like, there's like the food scene, like everywhere, is really just brilliant. Like, I loved um, the Duke Street Market. Is this like it's 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 what it's what Dublin's been missing for a long time? Is um, is again? It's like a food hall, so it's got lots of purveyors, and you go in and you buy from the various retailers, like burgers and pizzas and tapas and whatever, mm. and you eat at that kind of central dining room. Um, there is brilliant Belsan is a great place to pick up like charcuterie and things like that and then there's one place called the Salt House which is a really nice tapas place kind of in the heart of the city um, and then what did I did I mention oh yeah did I oh yeah so n- nightlife okay so Rope Walks is kind of the Temple Bar-y kind of yes. full of clubs and pubs and all the rest of it but Liverpool has really great traditional old bars. And my absolute favourite is called The Grapes. And it's unbelievably friendly, old boozer. And the Beatles used to drink in there when they were students or just getting together. Yeah. But it's literally like well down the, the list of reasons why you should go. Like it's not even it's in just the top a lovely, ten. lovely it's pub. It's an absolute cracking bar called the grapes um, and then the Philharmonic so the Philharmonic is in a in just near Hope Street Hotel it's opposite Philharmonic Hall and the bathrooms and, and the inside is decorated by the same people who designed the Titanic oh right okay yeah, that's it's really elegant it's gotten it's got um, preservation the, the, the loos are preserved they're the only heritage loos in Britain all right, yeah, and easy to get there. Liverpool. Well, Ryanair and, and, and Aer Lingus both serve Liverpool so it's a doddle to get there from Dublin and from Cork Tuesday travel on the hard shoulder.